0: Good morning, everyone. Good to have you all in church today. Thank you, Aiden and Chelsea. That was a great worship. Anyone blessed by that moment of worship? Praise God. Father, we thank you. Jesus stood in the temple to preach, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty for the captives, the opening of prison for those who are bound. Father, I thank you for your spirit in this house today. I thank you for the anointing upon your word, for your word sets free, your word gives life. Your word brings the dead back to life. Your word saves, your word heals. Lord, I pray that in this house today, your word will accomplish that which you are releasing it to accomplish. Thank you, Father, for in this place that the captives are set free. Anyone that is a prisoner in their mind receive freedom in the name of Jesus. Anyone living in the bondage of sin receive life and freedom today in the name of Jesus. For this is why you came, that a hold of the head might be broken and we may come out of captivity. So I announce today freedom in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come with open hearts. Our hearts are prepared, Father. I pray that you speak through me, Lord, my, pen, my mouth, Lord, as the pen of a red writer. That you will release the word and season this morning in the name of Jesus. Let every weary heart be strengthened. Let every weak one be strengthened, Lord. Let every confused one receive clarity. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost if you can? Ask God for to do something different in this house today Zi kere derebo koshi katali Zeki parusheli ligrehido sunani katali ado sahte Zi menem bradi shki hal sebenda In the name of Jesus, li atali ati kote li atalika atusiati. siate kote na nakuti hile tuzo Zi nene ketu subrendi this is the house of god this is the place where all things are made alive life this is a place of healing lord you are in this house today li alaba Lord, let every flesh be silent before you. We take every thought captive in the name of Jesus. Whatever is not of Christ, whatever is not in the mind of Christ in this house today, we take it captive in the name of Jesus. And we release the will of God in this place today. The power of the Holy Spirit released in this house today. The presence of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we praise your name. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, we've come with open hearts. Oh, let the Haitian's words impart. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The word of God is the Haitian's word that he impart us. Every time we come to the word, we are changed. We are transformed. When Paul said that as we behold him as in a mirror, we are changed into the same image we are beholding from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. That happens in the place of the word and that happens in the place of prayer. Because when we come to the word, we are sitting at the feet of the master and when we pray, we are beholding. We are actually gazing at him and saying, Lord, I am seeking your will. That's why it's important we don't joke with these two things in our life as believers. If truly we are believers, these are the things that define us. How we spend our time with God in the word. How we spend our time in prayer. And We cannot become except we behold. So, when we come to church, what we are coming to do is to behold Him, who is in the image of God, is to behold Him, who is the expression, the fullness of God's image, is to behold Him by whom all things were created. And when we behold Him, we are changed into that which we are beholding, not what we think, but what we are beholding. So, what are we beholding? What we are changed into is a reflection of what we are beholding the Word of God the word has the power to transform us it has the power to change us it has the ability the anointing to create i don't know where your heart in your journey with god but god's word wants to accomplish something in us today and i pray that that very thing will be accomplished in jesus name amen welcome to church well today what's on your mind what's on your mind what have you been beholding what is on your mind what are you thinking about Thank you, Sandy, for the Bible reading. And we read in that place, Paul was exhorting the church. How are you building? You would only build according to what's in your mind, according to what you can see, according to what you believe. He said, for all the foundation can no man lay. Then that is laid already. Who is the foundation? Jesus Christ. If Christ is not the foundation on which we are building, our walk will not stand. It will not last the test of fire because there would always be seasons in our life, thank you, that, that tries us. There would always be seasons that tries our faith. If our life is not built on the right foundation, it cannot stand when the trials come. I want to ask you today, on what are you building your life? Jesus taught in Matthew 7, and he said, he that hears my saying and it builds, it lives by it, it puts it into practice. It's like a wise man that builds his life on the rock. And when the storms come, it is so strong, right? But he cannot take this house down because it is built on the rock. Now he said, but he that hears my word and doesn't listen, doesn't heed the word that he's hearing, is like a foolish man that built his, his house on the sand. The difference is not the hearing of the word. They both heard the word. So the word is preached to everyone alike. But what we do is left to us. The difference is the choice that we make. One made the choice to build on what he's hearing. And one made the choice to turn away what is hearing. What are we doing with what God is saying to us? What are we doing when we see them when we hear the word of God? Or we read it ourselves in our devotion. What do we do with that word? Remember today that the difference between the wise man and the foolish man is the choices they made it's not about hearing the word the same word is preached to everyone alike but what we do with it determines where we will stand at the end of time when the fire comes drying us I want to see your works shining as gold not destroyed as wood or hay or stubble no God wants us to be able to stand the test of life amen we already said that this year we are running by Zechariah 4, 6. You all remember. Thank you. Not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Whatever we do as a church, whatever we do as individuals, if it's not by the spirit of God, then we're not doing it for God. It is that which is done by his spirit that is acceptable before him. And it is clear from the word of God that our knowledge source is different from that of the world. The world has a knowledge source. It could be the news. It could be just education. It could be anything. But our whole knowledge source is the word of God, the Bible. So we hold as importance what the Bible teaches. God is our knowledge source. What is our motive source in whatever we are doing for God? Or whatever you are doing in God's life, what's your motive? To be recognized, to be seen, to be appreciated? No, it is all for his glory. Every time Jesus healed the sick, he would say it is for the Father's name to be glorified. Our power source is different. As we read in Zechariah 4 it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. And Jesus said, you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Then you'll become my witnesses in every place that you go to. These things set us apart from the rest of the world. If we don't have those three things, then we are nothing different from the world. If our knowledge source is the same as that of the world, then we can make no impact in the world. If our motive source is the same as that of the world, recognition, self-glory, then we cannot be different from them. In fact, when we live that way, we are submitted to the enemy unknowingly because we are living by his own works. But if our power source is not different from the word as well, then we cannot overcome the challenges that that comes against us in life. The only way we can stand out is when we take our strength from the word of God. Our knowledge must be different. Our motive must be different. When we come to the word, it's the time to search our hearts. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I do this? It is for the name of the Lord to be glorified. power source. Yes, you have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I said to Sandra this morning, you are anointed for this. And you are anointed for it. Whatever God has called you to do, whatever God has put in your hands to do, Chelsea, you are anointed for this. You are anointed for it. Amen. The key way that God transforms us, the key way that God works with us, the key way that God works through us, good to see you, is by giving us the mind of Christ. When we have the mind of Christ, we think like God and this is the place of transformation. As I said, we are changed in our thought pattern. We are changed in our life. We cannot change our actions until we are changed in our thought. Perhaps you are struggling with overcoming a sin. You cannot stop it until you are changed in your mindset. You've got to know first of all that Christ is in me. I am a new creation. All things are passed away. This is how we overcome the whole way. This is how we overcome the whole life. So we are changed but because we we have the mind of God. Turn with me to Isaiah 40, verse 13. And the same thing, Paul said in Romans 11, 34 1 Corinthians 2:16, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor. But what we have the mind of Christ. We have the gift, the person of the Holy Ghost who reveals the mind of God to us. It's important all through scriptures. That we are the mind of Christ. If we do not have the mind of Christ, we have, we have no part in him. If we don't think like him, we have no part with him. Then we are nothing like him. It starts with our thought. Whose mind do you have? Your whole mind? Hmm. Do you have your whole mind or the mind of Christ? That's a food for thought. Whose mind do we have? It must be that we have the mind of Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, what does it look like in our life? What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? How do I know that I have the mind of Christ? Because we don't see the mind, do we? We can't hope enough to see the mind. Nobody can see what you are thinking, but God can see it. The only way I can know what you're thinking is by what you say or by what you do. But until you do, I don't know what you're thinking. But God knows even before we do. That's why He makes decisions before we do or before we say, because He knows what is in our mind. So, what does it look like if I know the mind of Christ? Are you ready? Get your pens ready and let's go on this journey. First of all, I know exactly who I am. I know who I am. There is no confusion. If I have the mind of Christ, I know who I am. Who am I? I'm not Teresa. I am the daughter of Zion. I'm the daughter of the most high God. I am anointed by his spirit. I know exactly who I am. There is no doubt about it. If I'm walking from my sleep, I know who I am. I am not confused. My circumstances do not define me. The word of God defines me. So when we have the mind of Christ, we know who we are. And this is something to teach our children from a young age. We know who we are because the word says it. Students, you know who you are because the word says this is who you are. Eighteen times in the New Testament, Jesus specifically said who he is. I am the light of the word. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. It didn't say I am a way or one of the ways. I am the way, the only way. No other way beside this way. And except we come to this way, we cannot assess the Father. And except we come to receive him, we cannot know who we are. So if you are struggling to identify who you are, it is because you are yet to know the way. You are yet to know the person who is called the life you are yet to know the person who is called the truth jesus is the way jesus is the truth jesus is the life and i bring you the good news today jesus is the way for you whatever situation it is you're in jesus is the way to life he is the truth he is the life ultra scriptures we read that except to believe in him there is no salvation Acts 4, 12 says, there is no other name given under heaven amongst men by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. Why this name? Because he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the price for our peace was laid upon him and by his stripes we were made whole. All means we were saved, we were delivered, we were given freedom, we were released into life. That is why he qualified to be the only name that can save us. He died on the cross. He went through that journey and he was buried he came back to life on the third day no other person rose again like my king he qualified to be the one who saves because he conquered death and perhaps you are seated under my voice this morning you are yet to receive the lordship of jesus this is the day today is the day of salvation add not your heart you know why tomorrow may be too late because what god has not promised anyone tomorrow We have to be certain about some things. We don't guess some things in our life. We don't assume some things. You don't assume you're married, do you? You don't assume you have a child, do you? You don't. There are realities that happen. So you don't assume you are saved. You will know when you are saved because your life will be like Christ. So if my life does not reflect Jesus, something is wrong, I don't know him yet. Could that be why a lot of people have trouble coming to church? Or receiving the gospel we preach. Because we don't reflect Jesus. This is a soul searching word today. If our ways do not reflect the glory of the king. Then we don't know that king of glory. Something has to be different. As we said, our knowledge source is different. Our power source is different. Then our life must be different. It must reflect the glory of God. John 1, 12, as many as believe him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. As many as received him, he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. Have you received Jesus? Let's, let's bow our heads in this moment. And I wanted to be sincere with yourself. If Christ is to come today, I think one of the things we forget in the church is that Jesus is coming back again someday. I don't know when, it could be right now. It could be tomorrow. It could be hundred of years from now. But it's definitely coming back. You know why? The angels said to them on that mountain, the same Jesus that you see lifted up this way. is coming back the same way someday. So it's coming back. Now let's search our hearts. I want you to think deeply within yourself. Have you truly received the Lordship of Jesus? When you have Jesus in your heart as your Lord, things change in your life. You are not living in the bondage of sin. You don't live under the influence of the enemy. You are a free child with a sound mind of God. I want us to say this morning, let's set your heart. Have I been saved? Do you remember the day that you raised your hand and you said, Yes, Lord, I receive Jesus today as my Lord and Savior. Perhaps if you have not done so, I want to give you the opportunity right now, right now. This is the moment of salvation. To receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. For someday we will come back. And we know that's the moment of separation. When he comes, those who belong to him, he will take with him to reign with him as kings and priests for all eternity. And those who do not believe in him, they will have no part in him. When you receive Jesus, your sins are forgiven. I can't pay for my sins. But he buried it on the cross. He took the pain. He took the shame. He took the guilt so that I can live free. I can stand before you today because he forgave my sins. Perhaps you're yet to receive him is able to forgive your sins. Would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Give me a wave if you would like to. And I will be happy to pray with you. And perhaps you received him and you walked away. In your own way, you stop following the way. You stop following the truth. This is the day to come back. Like the prodigal son, he came back home. His father was waiting, arms wide open. Guess what? Your place is reserved at the table. God is waiting for you to come back. If you would want to return home today, wave your hand and let me pray with you. Please don't leave this place without the assurance of your salvation if you are not saved. You are not saved. Every work will be tested. Every life will be tested. And the fire will reveal what substance we are made of. What are you building on? It has to be on the word of God. Thank you, Lord. If you are saying, I'm saved, we are all saved. Great. Let the world be changed by our testimony. Let our lives be transformed. Thank you, Jesus. When we have the mind of Christ, what do we look like? We already said we know who we are. There is no doubt. I am not confused as to my identity because my identity is in him. But what else, what difference does it make? You become aware of God's purpose for your life. That's the second point. We become aware of God's purpose for our life when we have the mind of Christ. It took Jacob to miss the first encounter at Bethel. Before he was aware of God. But God wants you to be aware of his purpose for your life today. Jesus said in John eight fourteen, I know where I came from and where I am going. There is no confusion. I do not just know who I am, but I know the purpose for which I was created. Have you found your purpose? Can you say this is what God has called me or has created me to do? This is why I, am, I was born Until we find that we don't have fulfillment. You might be working, but if it's not in line with purpose, there is no fulfillment. We don't find fulfillment in things. We find fulfillment in being. In being who God created us to be. First of all, let's master the heart of being than the heart of doing. A lot of times we are taught the heart of doing, but we are not taught the heart of being. Who are we becoming? Who are we really? The being, the fulfillment, the joy. In knowing that I'm loved by God, I am accepted in the beloved. I am created for exploits. I'm a person of import. I'm a person of what? The being, first of all, not the doing. We are so sure of God's purpose for our life. And perhaps you are struggling, you've not found your purpose. As a church, we believe everyone has a destiny. God created you for a purpose. There is a place for you in God's kingdom. There is a place for you in life. And until you fit into your place, that place is empty, is vacant. Nobody can take that place. We would love to join you with you and help you find the purpose. We can have a chat after the service. Tell me what the struggle is. We will pray together and God will reveal it. God will reveal the parts that you need to work on. When we have the mind of Christ, we know our purpose. Jesus knew why he came. Even though he wept in Gethsemane, Lord, can you roll away this cup? He said, well, for this cause I came into the world. It's painful, but this is why I came. It's painful, but this is why I was born. So I will not get to this moment and turn my back on it. This is the whole essence of coming to the word. Have we found that thing? Until you find the essence of your birth, there is no fulfillment. There is no joy. Because we don't derive joy from things. We derive joy from who we are in him, from who he is, our relationship with him. That's why, please, even if we run after anything, let's guard our relationship with God, our relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. This is the place where we have fulfillment. This is the place of joy. This is the place of peace. We have the mind of Christ. Say with me, I have the mind of Christ. I know who I am. I know what I was created for. And I'm going to fulfill it. What I'm created for, I will fulfill it. Yes, thank you. We will fulfill our destiny. That's why it's called destiny. Every one of us created for something. Destiny is not for some people. Everyone has a destiny. The little ones, they have a destiny. And nothing can stop what God wants to do in us, with us, and through us. Because we are created for a purpose. When we have the mind of Christ, what does it look like? The third point, I'm always aware that God is with me. And not just that, God is in me. God is for me. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody, no principality, no power, no demon, no authority can be against us if God is for us. So when I know who I am in Christ, I have the mind of Jesus. I know that God is with me. There is nothing to fear. God is with me. The presence of God doesn't scare us. The presence of God is so loving. The presence of God is peaceful. You want to stay there. You want to tarry. You don't want to leave that place. That's what God is. Is the God of love. Is the God of life. The God of light. And Jesus kept this relationship growing by prayer. I said earlier on, except we nurture our relationship in the place of prayer and the word, then we lose what we have. We cannot live in the reality of who we are, except we guard our relationship with him. I know sometimes our ears are itchy. We want to hear something different. But the truth doesn't change. The truth is the truth. Generations come, generations go. The truth is the truth. That's why it's called the ancient word. But yet it has the ability to change us. I pray that something is changing in us today as we hear the word. When I have the mind of Christ, I have a part to play. I have a role to play. I will let God help me choose the words that I speak. That's the fourth point. I will let God choose me, help me choose the words that I speak. Do you know why? Life and death is in the power of, of the thong what do you say to yourself even when you are sick don't say i am sick what do you say let the weak say i am strong let the poor say i am rich i have all and abound i have all things in christ my sufficiency is of the lord you know why it never runs into debt so i will not run into debt it lacks nothing so i lack nothing when we see ourselves in the light of the word of God, it makes a whole lot of difference in our lives. You will come to a place and people would ask you, what's exciting about it? What, what, what's, what's in you? Why are you always smiling? They say to Kenny in, in Glasgow, the, the smiling face is always smiling. Why is this man always excited? You know why? I'm sure it's not because of millions of pounds in his pocket. I'm so certain it's not that. <laughs> but God but his father in heaven has it but you know the peace you have peace when you know who you are in God you know why because I'm not coming out to impress anyone I'm just being me a child of God simple I'm not living for acceptance because I'm accepted in the one who is above all that's enough I'm not living for recognition. He recognizes me. He knows my voice. Did you hear what the Bible said? It said the strands of the hair on her head. He knows it all. How many are we in this room? I don't even know my own. Not to talk of knowing Dallas, knowing Chelsea, knowing Alan, knowing everyone's. Do you understand? How does it do it? I've got two kids. I can't sit down and count the strands on Zoe's hair. How does it do it? God takes care of us. Of you know why? He loves us. He loves you, Sandy. And that's all that is important. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus loves each and every one of us. He takes note of us. The things that we do in secret, he has a record of it. What will it be like when we see him face-to-face and we get to heaven and the movie is played before us? I hope I will be excited with the things that I see of myself and not be ashamed. Because even the things and the secrets, it says at all. There is a record. I don't know what it is about God, but he loves us so much. Can you say to yourself, I know God loves me. And that's all I need to know. That's all. Honestly, that's all we need to know. When we know that we are loved and accepted in the beloved, we can overcome anything. When we moved up to Aberdeen last year, and I was waiting on the Lord, the first word he gave me, Teresa, I love you. I'm like, God, I'm expecting a word for this city. What is I love you? You love me, I know. Mm -mm. I want you to know that I love you. Okay, Father, I know you love me. Yes, I want you to know that I love you and I had to see that, okay, what are you saying, Lord? How do you mean you love me? I want you to know I love you. Whether you fail or you succeed, I love you. It's not about what you achieve. First of all, you must know that I love you. This is the only way you can do anything. You need to understand the revelation of love before you can be or do anything. I said, Lord, I know you love me. So I remind myself I am loved of God. It is not because of what I'm doing. He doesn't love me because he has called me. He called me because he loves me. He has called you to do whatever he's called you to do because he loves you. He doesn't love us because of what we do. He loves us because he loves us. Because we're his children. And I realized that the revelation of love is a weapon to win against the enemy. Why? Because he will come with hurt. You will say, oh, you failed in this place. But when you know you are loved, it's like, no, I've not failed. The father has a plan. There is another way. I am loved. We can't be thrown out of the house We are a part of a kingdom that is never tired of us. I will never be tired of seeing your faces. We are all loved and accepted in the beloved. The fifth point, I don't worry about pleasing everyone. That's not the goal. The goal is not to be like. The goal is not to please. The goal is not to make one happy. The goal is to serve God. And one of our values as a church, we say we are here to serve a name and not to make a name. So I'm not here to make a name for myself. I am here to serve a name, the name of Jesus. The essence, the purpose is that Jesus is lifted up. The whole essence is for Jesus to be revealed. We are here to make Jesus famous. So it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about us in any way. Who are we? It's about him. Jesus said, I do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Have you found God's will for your life? When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. This is earth because you are made out of the earth, isn't it? Your will be done in my life. As it is in heaven, have you found God's will for your life? When you find it, you will know because you would have peace in it. I pray that God will guide us to the place of his will because this is the place of fulfillment. This is the place of life. That's why David said, it leads me beside the still waters. It restores my soul. The place of his will is the place of still waters. It's not a place of trouble. It's a place of peace. It's a place of being and doing from the place of being. The sixth point, when I have the mind of Christ, I depend on God's power. Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. Even though he was the Son of God, and he is the Son of God, he did not step out to do anything until the Holy Ghost came upon him. He waited for that day of baptism. It was not just to be baptized, he was waiting for. He was waiting for the commissioning of the Holy Spirit, the descending of power. And that's why he said to the disciples, don't do anything yet. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until there is an until that must happen before we can step into our destiny. Except that until it happens, we cannot enter into the place that God has prepared for us. I want you to know God has prepared a place for you and God is preparing you for a place. You are in this house. It's not a mistake. God has prepared you that you will be in this place in this season because there is a place for you here. There is a place for you here. And until the Holy Ghost comes, we don't know. So sometimes we are not clear because the Holy Ghost hasn't come yet. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you know what it means to have the person of the Holy Spirit? If you are yet to encounter the person of the Holy Spirit, I'm saying person because he is real. He is the same as God. He is God himself. He is not it. Perhaps you thought it was a thing. I'm sorry, he's not. In fact, I'm not sorry. We should be sorry that we think he was a thing. He is he, the Godhead, he is the person of the Holy Spirit. Have you encountered him? Do you have a living relationship with him? If you do not, I would love to pray with you at hand because God wants us to have a relationship with him. Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away because if I don't go away, he cannot come. I call it a profitable promise. It is profitable for you that I go away. He is the promise of the Father and it's profitable for us that Jesus goes away so that he can come. We depend on his power, and without him, we can do nothing, nothing, nothing. In the energy of the flesh, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. For all things are possible to him who believes. What do you believe? What is God saying to you? All things are possible. Do you believe that God can change that situation? Do you believe that God can deliver you? Do you believe that God can give you strength to accomplish what is laying on your heart to do? Do you believe that God can use you? Do you believe that God can transform you? All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. When we have the mind of Christ, what does it look like? I am willing to sacrifice for others. I am willing to lay something aside for hoarders. I am willing to sacrifice for hoarders. Are you willing to pay the price and sacrifice for hoarders? Jesus said in John 10:15, I lay down my life for the sheep. A lot of times we sacrifice for ourselves, but we cannot pay the price for hoarders. And we are not a family until we're able to pay the price for hoarders. Until we're able to bear the pain and shoulder the pain one another. It also means I am willing to sacrifice for others. It means I'm willing to serve and make serving a way of life. Have you made serving in God's house a way of life? Not serving today and not serving tomorrow. No, but I'm here all the times. Jesus said in Matthew 20, 28, just as the son of man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, this is how he wants us to be. And this is the only way we can be a leader in his house. To be a leader means to be a servant of all. So are we willing to serve others? Are we willing to serve one another? This is how we know that we have the mind of Christ. We are the people of God. Can you make a commitment that all people will always be on your mind? When you remember me, pray for me. I need your prayers. When you remember, look, look beside you. Look behind you. Who is there? When you remember that face, pray for them. Pray for them. The next point, when I have the mind of Christ, what does it look like? I will love the church and I will seek a good and blessing. I love my church and I seek the good of my church. Do you love your church, or you're just passing by? When we love, we make sacrifices. When we love, we make commitments. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Do you know, I don't see us as a small church, because we are not. You know why? The strength that you guys bring on board is so amazing. Yesterday, there were 10 of us to set up. And I'm like, Lord, 10 people, out of how many? That's every one of us already setting up. Can you celebrate yourself, please? Celebrate yourself. <laughs> You you are loved, and God takes note of it. Paul says to the church, Ephesians five twenty five: 25, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. We do it all for the glory of God. The ninth point, I would love to live a life of forgiveness. And these are commitments we must make because we deal with people. We are human. As long as we are in this flesh, we will make mistakes. We will need to apologize. We will need to forgive one another. Can we make the commitment to forgive our enemies and even our friends? Not just friends, but enemies alike. And the tenth point, I will live a hope-filled life with Joy. Joy. Do you have hope? Do you have hope? Romans 5.5, hope does not make us shade. Because what? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. You see that love is so powerful. When we know that we are loved, we'll have hope. When we know that we are loved, we'll be able to stand up to anything. You are loved and accepted in the beloved. I would choose to live a hope-filled life With joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. But what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we must always look for these three things. Righteousness is my way righteous. Even though I've received the gift of righteousness, am I in line? Peace. Am I in peace? Is my soul in peace? If I'm not in peace, then I need to check. Where did I miss my step so I can go back? To the source of peace, Jesus. Do I have joy? If my joy is missing, then something is not right. Maybe I don't have the right revelation. Maybe I'm assuming God is upset to me. Then I better go back to the word of God and see that he's not upset to me. You know why? God will never change his mind concerning us. God will never give up on us. Never. The price on the cross of Calvary is too costly for him to give up on us. It would never, his hands are always wide open and we can come back any time and every time. Matthew Henry said, As the work of God is often carried on very successfully when yet it is carried on very silently. Not that we're doing it for human recognition and without the assistance of human force. The gospel temple is built not by power nor by might for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but by the spirit of the Lord of hosts. Whose work on men's consciences is mighty to the pulling down of strong goods. Thus, the excellency of the power is of God and not of man. Listen to this. When instruments fail, let us therefore leave it to God to do his work himself by his own spirit. What is important, after all, is that we have the spirit of God. Zechariah 4 says that we are living on as a church in this year. was spoken to Zerubbabel and the Jews when they were rebuilding the temple. And God sent the word by his prophet Zechariah. Say this to Zerubbabel. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit. Say the Lord of hosts. Ezra comforted the people to build with the same words. God will accomplish this. God will build with you. He will give you men to build with. They built the temple. They built the house of God. You know, one of the things God was upset about the Jewish, when they came out, when they were in captivity, was like, my house is in ruins, but you are building your own houses. We go to your decorating and furnishing it with all beautiful things. But my house is lying in waste. We thank God for the blood of Jesus that has delivered us from judgment. But should the house of God be in ruins? Should the house of God be in waste? No. God wants us to come together and build. And he's saying to us, it's not by our strength. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. But with him, he can use us greatly. Can you imagine what God can accomplish with you? Some of us, God is calling us to be evangelists in this city. Some of us, God is calling us to be teachers. Bringing the word, exalting and building up. Some of us, God is calling us to be worshippers. Can we give ourselves holy? Some of us, God has given us the gift of resources to resources house. Some of us, is the strength that we bring by just our presence. Sometimes you don't need to speak a word, but when the person knows you are here with me, there is the comfort that comes with it. Some of us, is intercession. They don't hear our voice. They don't see us, but we are not little in the kingdom because what we do in the secret weighs so much. When every instrument fails, every instrument will always fail. But the Spirit of God will never fail. And I'm making a plea to you today. Would you arise and build with me? Like Zerubbabel said to the people, let us build the house of God. God took note of it. It is remembered for all eternity. Do you know why? Matthew 1, to 13. Zerubbabel is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. For what? For building the temple. What would you be remembered for in the kingdom? When we come to the throne of the father, we stand with the four and twenty elders. We stand with the host of angels and the saints glorified. What is your name going to be remembered for? We may think it's just destiny Aberdeen or just destiny network. It's the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter the name is called. It is the kingdom of God. So when we come physically into that kingdom, I mean spiritually, physically in that kingdom on the day, what are we going to be remembered for? If Zerubbabel could be remembered hundreds of years after, and is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus, the unlikely men are mentioned in that genealogy. Rahab the Harlots, Ruth, who are they? Who knew them? What was their father's estate? People may not know you now, but your name will be recorded for what you are doing now. What would we be remembered for? The Spirit of God is calling us to arise and build. And I'm making a plea. Would you rise up and build with me? We standing with me? Would you rise up and build with me? Let me see your commitments. Rise on your feet. If you are, if you're here, rise on your feet. You can make that song your prayer. Until we give ourselves fully, it cannot use us. Thank you, Jesus. The road to you, everything. I perceive the spirit of God as saying, "It doesn't matter the earth that you have encountered in the past." It could be in a church. It could be in this church. It could be with anyone. But you can still give yourself. Until we give of ourselves, we cannot give of our time. We cannot give of our resources. God wants us to join our strength, to join our faith, to stand in unity and build the house of God. And we only do this by the mind of Christ. Knowing who we have in him. So no competition. Rather we complete one another. I may not be able to play the guitar. I may not be able to sing. But God has raised someone to do that. You have a place. And it's special. What you bring is special. Lord we give ourselves. It's a commitment to serve the name of Jesus. A fresh commitment to make Jesus famous. A commitment to build the house of God. A commitment to honor God with our lives. Lord, we thank you. Knowing that we cannot do it by our strength, can we ask for the impartation of the Holy Ghost to be able to do what God is asking of us in this year and the years to come, as long as we have breath, that we will stand faithful at our duty post till we hear the trumpet or we go home to meet him, whichever happens first, but to be diligent in what is called us to do. Lord, we surrender ourselves we submit ourselves to you. Precious Holy Spirit, can you breathe on us afresh today? We know your breath is in us, you are in us, but we know there is a place of endowments. There is a place where you enable us to do something new. That's what we're praying that you accomplish with us today. A fresh enablement, Lord. I thank you, Father, for change of hearts. I thank you for clarity. I thank you for strength that is released in this house today. We will see from you, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you begin to speak to our hearts where you want us to serve in your house specifically because there are giftings you put in each and every one. Can you ask God, where do you want me to serve in your house? What do you want me to do in your house? What can I do in God's house? I'm sure when you come in, you see a need. That's calling for you. That's how we find a purpose. We see a need and we meet it. We find the earth and we heal it. What do you see in this church that is to be done? That's your place. Can you pray, ask God for grace so that you can take your place in his house? And like Zerubbabel, you would not be forgotten. Like Ruth, you would not be forgotten. Like Rahab, who saved the spies, you would not be forgotten. For whatever we do for the kingdom of God is for all eternity. It's for all of eternity. God takes note of it. Father, we thank you. Thank you for calling us to be a part of what you are doing on earth today. We know that you want to reveal your love to the world. And you can find in us not just willing verses, but available and yielded verses. We submit to your will, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I've mentioned several points, but I just want to say before I hand over to Sandy, if you would need prayer, if you're needing prayer for anything, please, I'm happy to pray with you at the end. I'm here. I'll be seated here, please. I'd love to pray with you. And I know that God is already speaking to us on where to serve. There will be a QR code displayed on the screen. You can scan that and it will take you directly to the website and you can register and find a place to serve. Maybe you want to join the stewarding. Thank you, Chelsea, for taking that bold step to be a part of the worship team. You started today. That's a great way. You are building already. And all of us are building in one way or the other. Perhaps God is asking you to even do more. Please scan the QR code and see where do I belong in this house? Where can I bring my strength? Where can I bring my expertise? Where can I bring my gift? Where can I bring my ability? And register for a team. Remember, God is happy When we build his house, and the glory of the latter, we surpass the former. Whatever you've seen in the past is nothing compared to what God is about to do, it will blow our minds. God bless you.